another week, another. Well, I won't spoil the. I won't spoil the results, but you know, <laughs> another week, another questionable twist that's being added in for. I liked it. We'll talk about it. <laughs> Another week. Another week. Another survivor. That's what we wanted to say. Another week. Another episode of On Fire with Jeff Probst available wherever you stream podcasts. We're not sponsored, but I wish we were. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) Welcome to the cup, the currently unnamed podcast, where we put the T in reality, and you can always come to us first to quench your thirst. I'm Logan Murphy. Say something gay. Gay, thank you very much, everyone. Um, today for this recording, I'm just drinking water. Um, full transparency, this is, the, this is the third podcast I've recorded in a row, and I need a break from caffeine, so we're just drinking some water currently because hydration is important. It is, and I am Lana, your resident diva, here to give the tea, spill the tea, and drink the tea because you know I like me some tea her so if you have some tea you know what to do hit me up and i'm drinking water i have water but i also have in my beautiful cup mug is some very berry punch because you know i i love me a good very berry punch you can get all of your cup merch at lanagcreations.etsy.com period because only the cool kids have one. So join the cool kids. There we go. I'm done. <laughs> there we go. Much better. Love y'all. Uh, hello, everyone. It's Robin. I'm back, back, back again. Um, uh, I've been gone for two weeks, so I have a lot to talk about. Uh, we, this episode, it did have a lot of twists. Some I liked, some I didn't like. But ultimately, I will say I didn't mind who the boot was. Yeah, I'm done. (laughs) Uh, And I am Jack, a game designer, coffee addict, college student, and Twitch streamer. Uh, I have things to say. (laughs) Uh, But simply put, I'm drinking water. It's not much. I can't drink coffee this late. My body is, my body has now gone to that point where it's like, hi, if you drink coffee, uh, yeah, no, I'm just going to implode. I mean, I'm at that point too, but I don't have, I don't have the, um, the leniency to be doing that this evening because I have a lot to do. But regardless, Survivor 44, episode four. Like you said, Robin, it's been two weeks since you were here. Lana, we missed you last week. Yeah, I missed you. What did we think of the last episode, Robin, for you, the last two episodes? Quick, quick little thoughts if you have any. I'm very sad. Of course, I was rooting for Helen. You know, she's one of my Asian queens. I wouldn't have loved her to go so soon. You know, there's like a curse of Asian women going out pre-merge a lot. Oh, we talked about it. You know, so I would love to have seen her go further in the game. Um, but, you know, sometimes people have to do what's best for they, their game. Unfortunately, that was taken out. Helen. And then Claire, oh, of course, you know, I love Claire. She was bringing a lot of personality. 
But yeah, you can't sit out of too many challenges, my love. Um, yeah, but, you know, I think ultimately if people really vibe with her, they would have kept her. But I don't know if it was a challenge thing or, you know, that was kind of their excuse. So I get it. Well, let's not talk about the clear of it all because for me, that was the sad moment and I really was just like, that was a lame reason when it was a team decision to have her sit out on all those challenges. I'm sure she wasn't just like me, I volunteer tribute every week. It was, they were making a decision and they all decided that she should sit out. Could she have fought for, to stay, to participate more? Sure. But I'm sure she was under the impression that if I go with the team, the team will have my back and, you know, or whatever. But ah, it is what it is. Somebody got a little less hot for me because they were pushing Claire so tough. But it is what it is. We move. We move. Yeah, we do. Well, episode four we we don't start with a uh late night tribal situation we start with a meditation session led by franny on the morning of day eight because in case y'all forgot franny is pretending that she is a yoga instructor Namaste. I did forget, so thanks. I everyone. did too. <laughs> All the reality and fakery that these people be putting out, I'm just like, I can't keep up. Mm-hmm. I honestly don't even care about the <laughs> operations at this point. Like, I don't care what you do. Just entertain me and play the game. Like, you're pretending to be a physical therapist. You're pretending to be a yoga instructor. You're pretending to be... I'm like, it doesn't matter. I could care less. I mean, I guess for some people it does. Because, like, last season we saw Justine get voted out because she was a salesperson, right? Just Don't work in sales. Right. And Cody was a salesperson, too. Unless you're an elevator salesperson. Don't do it. (laughs) (laughs) So, I think it matters to a certain extent. But, like, to me, it doesn't matter now. I don't really care. I guess. I mean, it it was nice not to immediately go to, although although it had the same vibe, not to immediately go to, oh my god, this person voted me out, and we're just getting back from tribal, and da da yeah. da. It was like, no, okay, we're gonna change things here. Uh, Soka is obviously a little burned. But they're okay. Well, and to be fair, it was also a unanimous vote, so it's not like we're coming back, right? And like, there's no like, whatever. yeah, there's no animosity. Yeah. So we we lead off. We have Franny leading this meditation session, and then we get to see Josh. And I'm going to be real honest. When we started this episode, and I was like, "Oh, Josh is getting in a confessional," I looked at my roommate, and I was like, "So he's going home." <laughs> immediately i was like oh bye josh good knowing you hope you have a good episode bye uh, that's honestly where i was at i was like we're losing him they're featuring him they did the same yeah. thing with claire last episode and the same thing with helen before that so like i don't know but josh is seeming seems to think that in this soka group there's obviously the showman's frat 
And then on the other side of that, you have Heidi and Danny, who are kind of becoming this duo, I guess, Mm -hmm. um, which I'm surprised about, but I like seeing it. And Josh and his confessional is like, well, I'm in between these two pairs. They don't know that I'm like secretly working with the other pair. And then it cuts to all four of them at camp being like, Josh doesn't think he's that slick now, does he? <laughs> because we all know what's happening and we want to vote out Josh. And I was like, oh, uh, no. <sighs> well, get a job. Well, Julie, um, it was it was that moment for me, and so we we hear we hear that we hear the Soka Four saying, "Oh yeah, Josh is going if we lose again." Like that's where it's happening. Whatever. So, meanwhile, let's jump over to Tika, because now Miss Carolyn <laughs> thought she was slick. <laughs> and she decides she's gonna be a little mischievous because that's just what she does. <laughs> We've got an ex going on in the cage. And you know, I saw this and I was like, no one's gonna fall for that, right? Like no one's gonna Yeah. No, no one's gonna no I'll Oh, Sarah, oh, Sarah found oh the um, Sarah found the ex. No, I looked at those two sticks and I said, that is the most bogus thing if I've ever seen <laughs> one. Like, no way it is anybody so gonna fun. take that seriously. Is, but they, is this on the level of Eliza yelling about how the idol was a stick? Like, are we on is that like I is it that I level of didn't it come back and it was an actual level. idol eventually? It came back in Ghost Island, yeah. <laughs> so, so I think the, that's the thing why survive. And I was l- listening to the po- Jeff's podcast, and he says that's why they do these like minimalistic idols and stuff now because mm-hmm. they want to trick people into thinking, you know, is this real? Is it not real? So, like, I get why someone might think it's real. So, it did somehow once again. Carolyn is lucking into well maybe not even lucking into at this point just somehow playing an amazingly deceptive game even though at least from an outside viewer's perspective you're like this is gonna blow up in her face right and the answer is no no how does she keep getting away with it it's 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 beyond like crazy to me how like we all sat here like we said we watched it and when we saw the X, the first thing we all thought was this ain't real this this yeah. just like this this is so fake and ridiculous like survivor mm-hmm. would never put an X in the cage like that would never happen no. and then for sarah to them be like oh and they all like this is something and then when Sarah sees it, she's like, she's so smooth with grabbing it, like with her underwear as she puts it, like, I just grabbed it. And, like, wh- why would you think they would put a idol just right willy nilly under the bench where everybody be congregating it all the time? Like, it's just. Okay, okay, hold on. But, because and I know would. they've done they some. Would. They've done some very <laughs> obvious idols before. And, but like, when would they have the time to just 
when everybody is there. Like that's the bench yeah. everybody sits on all day long. Except it's just, when they're at tribal. I guess. Or at a challenge. Or at a challenge. Yeah. yeah okay. I mean, that's, that's the it's hard just, part. It's just crazy to me. But the fact that Carolyn just gets it and does it and everybody's and it just happens to work. Like you I'm sure she didn't think this was like was like this is gonna be the perfect plan. Everybody's gonna fall for it. I know she like, I'm just gonna try it and see. And if it happens, it happens. It's great, it's great. Yeah. If it don't, it is what it is. And it works and every single time for her. And that's the orger in Carolyn. I was like, that's our girl. Like, that's some that's shit correct. we would all do if we were like out there for real. Like, I would wanna I, if I ever were to play Survivor, which I medically cannot. But if I were, I would be out there just sowing as much chaos as I possibly could. Like, that is, is, I would maybe not play as chaotically as Carolyn, but I would, like, I would want to, like, be creating the chaos and the madness and the confusion and, like, all of that. And I would, like, I would be so excited to do that. And I was like, that's our girl, because she knows that those kinds of things are, like, what we want to see. And also, I think, is going to, like it plays up like it or no, it kind of nullifies the fact that she is more of like just a chaotic person. Cause if mm. there's other chaos going around while she's being chaotic, it like nullifies a little bit of her chaos. And she's smart because mm. Carolyn knows doing things like this is what's going to get on TV. Carolyn yeah. knows that what is going to make good TV and get her, get us as an audience talking about Carolyn and Carolyn is just doing amazing at that. And like, even after now when she's watching this season and seeing how much of an edit she's getting, she's capitalizing on everything. Her TikToks and her Twitter presence is simply amazing. Like <laughs> I can't get enough of watching Carolyn's TikTok. Like she just knows what's entertaining and I'm enjoying this ride with her. I didn't know if I was, but like, from the moment she got on that screen and started making them faces, I was like, I'm sold <laughs> on this woman. Take me on whatever journey you go take me on, and I'm just going to enjoy the ride. And I have. There's no moment where Carolyn is on the screen while I'm just like, not entertained. She's so good. And the fact that this worked just made it even better. Now, I wish... Well, we'll talk about that later. I won't go into that. I'm just saying the fact that it worked, it was amazing. And it just makes it even more, just even better than two little red sticks. Like she found four red sticks and made two <laughs> things and made people believe that this was real. What? Crazy. Love her. Absolutely love her. And I don't root for white women in this game because I think white women are in these games sometimes. But I love I this love tea, tea. This white woman right here is is my girl. I if she wins this game, I would be tickled pink thrill out of my mind. True. I know I root for everybody black, but Carolyn just made it to the list. She, I so it's everyone her. black and Carolyn this season. I stand her. Period. Great. Damn. I, I, you know, I was thinking, I was like, should I try to get Carolyn on the pod? I don't. Yes. I, I think she would. I, and I would love that. So, I, hi, Carolyn. 
you guys <laughs> follow me on Twitter. So, um, maybe? Please? Please? Uh, Please. We love you. Uh, uh, basically, I I see so, so much of myself in Carolyn because I know when I play games, the best way to destruct to describe me is a comedy of errors that somehow goes in the right direction. <laughs> and it's fun. And that's Not what I can't I say you're lying. It is know. someone who is just willing to say, you know what? Let me just flick a piece of dynamite into that giant fire and just see what happens. Yeah. And I also think that people underestimate Carolyn so much and just see her as this like kooky kind of person. Mm -hmm. Like no one ever thinks it's Carolyn. They didn't think when the idol got touched, they never had an inkling that it was Carolyn. And then now no one's looking at Carolyn like who could have did this? And I just think she's playing a phenomenal game. It's a very under the radar game. I think it's a very underestimated game because a lot of people just see her kooky side. And I think that's one thing about this episode that we kind of see is her taking back her power, you know, which I love. Yeah, I yeah, agree. absolutely agree. Yeah, I, you know, with we saw last season that really anybody could win Survivor. Yeah. Um, yeah. We truly, we were all there for it. We all experienced it together, <laughs> and I think, uh, yeah, we anything is possible. It. Such a lovely conclusion. Let's talk about the reward challenge, shall we? <laughs> so we got a reward challenge. That's and what I was very shocked about. I'm right. like, the first I was like, in this season. For the no. first time in the season, it is not obstacle, 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 something else. It's just simply one task. It's one obstacle task. slingshot. <laughs> no, it's more it's more like roll on a net to get to the slingshot. Mm -hmm. And then yeah, so <sighs> this challenge. This <laughs> This challenge. Oh, this challenge. oh, Carolyn. Oh, Carolyn. I love this woman. She bless her heart. I love, bless her heart. But she was just, Carolyn is me. Like, we know I'm going to be very great socially yes. and very weak and lackluster challenge wise. So I would have been very much Carolyn, like, oh, oh. It's the releasing the slingshot, realizing it doesn't hit, and then her fully just taking like five seconds to go, oh, reload. <laughs> it's, it's the best. It's oh like, my God. It, it's, it, it's the uh, like idle animation of. Oh god damn it. Okay. Let's keep going. Yeah. It's, it's so funny. I, I love, love her. I love her for I, 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 love love her. Her. I will say on a non-Carolyn note, because we can't just talk about her this episode, unfortunately. <laughs> okay. Okay. Um, can we, can we rename this podcast to let's just talk about Carolyn? Can the we the Carolyn of it all? The Carolyn of it all it's is the, the name of this podcast. It's the care. A Carolyn unnamed podcast. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. It's Carolyn's unnamed podcast. We're just giving it to her. 
we're just, you know, we're just here in her absence today. Um, Carolyn could not be here. But no, um, every time Danny went up and like rolled on that net, I was like, Danny, don't break something. <laughs> it's like, Danny, I know you're a firefighter, but you don't need to be doing a somersault every time you get on a rope net, please. <sighs> I needed it going in and going out. out. And then going in again. And then going out again. I was like, Danny. <laughs> this is where we have a second medical emergency. Right. This is where we have the fourth medical emergency of the season. Like, we haven't had one since the premiere. We've been doing very well. <laughs> Can right. we not? Like, please, let's not oh get any more God. medical We effects. should like... have had an average of medical emergencies <laughs> greater than one. Let alone three. And I thought Literally. we were going right back up to one. I really, I really truly did. So to nobody's surprise whatsoever, Soka wins <laughs> the reward challenge. And they get a big old tarp. Huge tarp. Good. And then, to nobody's surprise either, Ratu wins <laughs> second place and gets a smaller tarp. Um, and none for Tika, unfortunately. Nothing. But... But this reward challenge comes with a bit of a twist, which Jeff does reveal at the start. So, mm -hmm. uh, Soka for winning gets to choose one player each to go on a journey to Shipwheel Island, Adventure Island. There's plenty of names for this giant island, but they get to pick who from their tribe as well as who from the other two tribes goes on this journey. Uh, from themselves, they pick Josh. Um, and then they pick Jamie and Carson from uh, Rachu and Tika, respectively. Now I have a question. Yes, I was very confused by this choice of, from Soka. Because if the four people know that they want to get rid of Josh, mm -hmm. why would you send him on a journey where he could possibly come back yes. with an advantage? Right. In my mind, I would say it's to justify sending him home. Mm. I Unless, agree with you completely. Because he could come back with something game-changing. Even an idol. You don't know. An idol. You know. Yeah. But I'm like, you don't know what's on this island. Mm -hmm. So I'm not going to send the person I want to go home on a journey where they can get something major. Now, it worked out for them, I guess, but, you yeah, know. I, I don't think it worked out for them. I think it went worse for them. because Yeah, I do. I agree. I the person who I was mean, on the bottom of their track. I guess, I guess it went more, it, it really just swapped out the primary target. Yeah. Which we'll talk about. Yeah. Yeah. But, let's get so, to that. Let's get going yeah, to the, so, to the so, Jamie, Josh, and Carson go on the journey. And I was like, oh, I'm so happy to see Jamie. I like Jamie. Jamie's great. My Arizona girl was thrilled. And then they get to the bottom of the island and they're like, go get to know each other. Go on a journey. <laughs> we don't see any of them getting to know each other. And we just that, go straight uh, to the top of the island. <laughs> they didn't talk the entire time too much. They introduced no. themselves and then they walked. Well, no, they could have talked. They just edited they the could have. They just chose not to. They just walked. I was I, like, we're not going to yeah. get to know each other? Ain't that the whole point of this long 
trek up this mountain? Like, what the heck are we well, doing? No, what, I'm, what I'm saying is they may have actually had conversations, but it cuts from, we're at the bottom of the beach. It cuts immediately. It's like a montage clip. And then it cuts immediately to, oh, we're at the top. Like, they probably had conversations. Maybe they did talk. I don't know. I, I would assume so. Yeah, they but, definitely talked. Um, but yeah, we just didn't see any of it. So we get to the top. And it's the it's like we saw in the premiere episode, choose a path and go on it. And so each one of them chooses a path. And then <laughs> we see the parchment and it says, congratulations, you have an immunity idol. Also, pick a buff out of this bag. You're not returning to your original tribe. <laughs> Just what? Why? In what? the words of... Lux Noir London, mm-hmm. gag them a bit for sure. <laughs> I... By the way, I do love Lux. By the way, I, Yay! I adore okay, her. Yeah, I adore her. Okay. For context, Lana finally saw an episode of season 15 of Drag Race, which you can watch our reviews of on our channel. Not with Lana, but maybe no. eventually. Maybe. <laughs> maybe. I might watch next week. I'll join. I'll well, watch this episode, episode tonight. I'll finale. watch it and then I'll join. Lana, I would scream. Ooh. When do y'all record? Sundays. I'll be there. <gasps> oh my god. It. I'm thrilled. Anyway. <laughs> um, <laughs> there will be more women on the Drag Race podcast. <laughs> oh boy. Uh. So... So, everyone gets, congrats, you have an idol that expires when everyone is on the same beach. Now, if we notice that verbiage. It didn't say merge. It said everybody's on the same beach. Which means, unfortunately, it seems like we're going to get the same earn your way into merge situation as we had the last three Good old mergatory uh, in a couple of episodes. Yeah, um, or we could be having a tribe swap. <laughs> I think this was the tribe swap. This was the tribe swap. So I I just want to point out, because I, I was thinking of it as it was happening. This is very similar to how they did the first tribe swap all the way back in Australia. That is correct, yeah. Where it was kind of just like, okay, uh, send... One or two people. I can't remember who was one or two. I think it was two. I think it was two as well. I haven't watched Australia in a very long time, but I think it was two. Uh, but they were just like, yeah, go send them on the mission. We'll be back. And then someone else returns with the buff and they're all like, oh, yeah. okay. You want to just target that person? And everyone was immediately like, yeah, no, that's a good idea. Guess yeah. what happened? Like, they... Okay. I'm just... Mm. I saw a tweet on Twitter that basically summed up exactly how I feel about this. Because of how they did this swap, this was the most scripted episode that you could claim... Survivor is like weirdly scripted this season. Oh, yeah. Because just naturally think about the game that unfolds here. 
you get someone who is brand new on your beach. If there's any sort of tribe unity, congratulations. You have a free vote out. Except for the fact that you don't have a free vote out because they all have idols that expire during the pre-merge. Meaning that they're going to use them anyways. Especially right now when they be the target. So you're going to have an idol play that works. It's like... This is forced idol use. And I've never seen that before. And I hate it. Because... You should not give a player an idol with the ex- basically the express use of saying, oh, yeah, if you lose the next immunity challenge, you're probably going to just immediately use this. Yeah. Just not great. Um, we don't end up having that exact situation happen. And obviously that is way later down the line. But... Yeah, no. Uh, you had me with a birdcage idol. Why did you have to introduce expiring idols? So now there are six total idols in the game before the merge hits. Oh, there's not just six idols. There's a, there's six active idols. But, dear Jack, there's also three fake idols from production. A fake idol made by Matthew. As well as, don't you forget, Lauren has an extra vote. Matt doesn't have a vote. And Sarah has an inheritance an, uh, an inheritance advantage. Oh lord, my head. We complained about advantage getting before. Apparently, they said hold my beer. <laughs> because fucking what the hell? I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna be on the opposite side of Jack for once. I loved this. It like yes, it's scripted, and I fully acknowledge that it's scripted, and I don't necessarily love that it's scripted, but I love the amount of chaos that this brought because we've we have thought I, I especially with forty three, we were like okay, the pre merge very just down the line, mm-hmm. the people who go home go home, whatever. I love that we're adding a little bit of twist and chaos into the pre merge. Because, I will say at least, and I don't know if y'all would agree, the last three seasons, the pre-merge has kind of been, for lack of a better word, boring. And I agree. I agree. With, with moments of mm-hmm. intrigue. Yes. It had moments, but, but it felt very much It felt very flat. It yeah, felt I very think flat. last season especially was a little... Oh, like, yeah. I, w- I would say really the only big like pre-merge moments that we saw, I would say were from 41 when we have Shan and Ricard... And then ultimately the genie vote out where mm-hmm. it's like that whole episode caused so much chaos. Mm-hmm. And I loved that episode. I was sad to see genie get voted out, give genie another shot. But I like, <laughs> I, I love that we're getting a little bit of chaos. It's not the swap that we wanted, but it's a swap nonetheless. And I do think this is going to cause some, because every, all, all three of the swap people kind of go into three very different situations and I think all of them are going to benefit. I honestly think all three of these people will make merge based solely off the fact, A, that they all have an idol. But B, I think they're all going to at least integrate themselves somewhat successfully into the tribes that they're now on. So I was thinking, though, what if, like, was there the possible, like, was it scripted to where, oh, uh, jo- the only buff in Josh's urn was purple? 
That's or what I was, I was like, wondering. I was like, what if two people end up on the same tribe? Now, that would have been amazing if they just was like, all three buffs are in this bag. You pick. And whatever one you get out, and people could possibly end up, all three of them could have possibly ended up on one tribe or two of them yeah. on one. It That, I think, would have made it more interesting because, yeah. like, if nobody came back to a camp and they're like, what happened to so-and-so? Yeah. They'll never come back. I think that would have made challenge this, and see. Right. Oh. They go to the challenge and there they are. I think it would have made it a lot more interesting, but Maybe maybe not fair if one tribe got all three people. Sure, that'd be a little bit unfair. Imagine if everyone ended up on Soka. Okay. Everyone else even more. Seven people on Soka, and Tika's left with a party of three. Like, right. That's where I think like it it definitely was scripted. Yeah. I'm gonna just say it was scripted where they were gonna go. Yeah. Whatever. But I didn't mind it. Robin, what do you think? Yeah, I mean, I don't mind the twist. I think I think it was fine. I think giving them idols was okay. You know, I do hate the amount of idols in the game, you know. I'd rather you just let people play the game how it's going to be played and, like, you know, just fluidly move around it. But as we said, you know, um, the last few seasons, the premiers have been kind of lackluster. So I guess, guess why, get why they want to, like, spice it up. Ugh. But yeah, it's just a lot. <laughs> it's it's a lot to to think about and take in and like remember all the advantages that's out there and how many idols are out there and who has all these idols and whose idol was real, whose idol was fake. It's it's just a lot of information to throw at the audience at one time. But I think, like we said, in order to spice up the pre-jury, it makes the pre-jury a little bit more memorable because we can't remember the last three seasons of the pre-jury. It's like I don't know what happened, but <laughs> there's no way we're going to forget this tribe swap, everybody having idols, mm-hmm. people come, you know, you're not going to forget this part, and these idols are good up until they are on the same beach, so yeah. which, I feel like one person is not going to be able to use their idol, because I think this merger Tory might happen in the next couple episodes, so somebody might not even use their idol, and yeah. now does this idol goes back into play and or they just pull it and just <sighs> they have an idol that they can use as what people presume to be a real idol but it's not a real idol because right and they know it's value. not yeah oh god <laughs> damn you, it wait, you're absolutely wait, right and i wait, fucking hate that no i didn't even think about that to be honest because do you know that person? Let's just say like, one of the three has this idol, car, and they don't get to play it, and they can go and be like, "Okay, I have this idol, and I'm gonna play it for you," and they play it for somebody else that they're ready to vote out, and they'd be like, "This person played an idol for me, and I'm safe," and they'd be like, "This idol is not real," and they'd be like, "Oh, yeah, I knew that," and that person's just like. Gooped, but I also this idol think, was real. No, it was real, but it's not anymore. <laughs> All right, I don't. I think though the way they situated these three idols, I I think they'll be sussed out like at a merge situation with people being like, "Hey, um, Josh had this idol, you know." Sure. Yeah. True. Where did he oh, get it from? Uh, well, they don't necessarily know. 
they he could have had it from the Soka B. That's true. You're right. Yeah. I just the amount of fake idols. I'm gonna be honest. I'm enjoying it. Yeah, I'm just, <laughs> just want to see one be used. Correct. I just want to see a fake idol be used because we have yet to see fake idol be used yet. Oh, so nice. I would love for it to be used. They'd be like, and my perfect scenario right now would be if Jamie uses it and she pulls out the fake one first and be like, "Here's my idol." Blah blah blah. And Jeff was like, "Yep, it's not real." She'd be like, "Oh, well, how about this one? Is this Don't one worry. real?" I'll- I would love oh, that. I would love that. So I'm like, go too. queen. Yes, period. Yeah. But that's yeah. my dream scenario is that Jamie has to use it, but and she pulls out the fake one first and then like, Me well, too. how about this one? Right. I just fear that she may use the real she one. She'll use the real one first because it's right. temporary. Okay. Yeah, the expiration. Well, mm, yeah. Because yeah. it's temporary. You use that one first before you use the re- the one other one that you think is real. So, yeah. Yeah, I don't think the scenario will happen, but, you know, a girl can dream. We can dream. <laughs> so, let's let's talk about these new tribe designations. So, we mm-hmm. have Raju 2.0, which is Lauren, Matthew, Kane, Brandon, and now Carson. It's a tribe of all men and Lauren. And Lauren. <laughs> which, for Lauren... I'm That's not great. bad at this. Like, <laughs> I'm not ow. bad at this at all for Lauren. You're like, period. Thank you. Brandon and Carson on there? Mm. Uh-huh. Mm. <laughs> love, love, I'm, love. I'm too busy at that tribe looking at Matthew and Brandon. So I'll be looking at Brandon Carson the entire time. Brandon is I'll take, all I'll, take Ma- I'll take Matthew then. Don't worry. Mm-hmm. Brandon oh, is and the Canadian is there as and, well. Uh, oh, say, and then Jack and Kane. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm just like, Kane! <laughs> Sure. Oh boy. So we have Soka 2.0, which is Frat, Danny, Heidi, and now Jamie was swapped onto Soka. And we have Tika 2.0. Uh Jam Jam, Carolyn, Sarah, and Josh is now a member of Tika. So they all go to their respective new camps. And it's kind it's three very different experiences when they get there. Mm-hmm. So if you look at Carson, Carson gets to Rachu kind of explains the situation and immediately is just getting information left and right, specifically from Matthew, Mm -hmm. who immediately recognizes, hey, this is a new person. I need to pull them in. Mm -hmm. I need, like, an extra number is never a bad thing. Mm -hmm. Um, At Soka, we see Jamie get there and just be her lovely, fabulous, beautiful, wonderful self, and the majority for saying, oh, well, now we're not voting out Josh next, we're voting out Jamie. Then you go over to Tika and Josh is kind of like explaining what's happening. And then is, I think it was Sarah. Sarah? Like, so aren't you a, um, aren't you a Sorry. surgeon? And he goes, no, I'm a physical trainer. And then in confessional, she's like, well, I overheard uh, in a challenge. He had, had steady hands. Mm-hmm. He had steady hands. So... I mean, to be fair, to be a physical therapist, you do have to have some steady hands. Uh, not not a physical therapist, a physical trainer. trainer. I thought he no, said therapist. Ther- he said he therapist. Said therapist. I, yeah, he said he, physical therapist. I, he, I heard he said trainer. I heard he said trainer therapist. Also. Yeah, because like physical therapist, I could get the steady hands thing for. Right. I heard physical yeah. trainer. I was like, yeah, no, physical that's trainer, not a good you do too. Uh, steady hands. I would assume more muscles than steady hands. Muscles and Wait, did you say trainer? 
I thought he I th- I could have swore right. he said he trailer. Now, that's why, and that's why it was so unrealistic. Because right, like, it was. Why I was did like, I hear you had said right? hands? Where do those two things? <laughs> you could personal, be right. Personal trainer. Personal, personal trainer. trainer. Yeah, 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 We're yeah, all yeah. wrong. We're okay. all wrong. <laughs> we we're half right. Everyone was half right. Everyone was half right. <laughs> we got yeah. the trainer part. <laughs> personal trainer great thanks i mean to be a personal trainer you don't need study hands but you could and then they're like they're realizing oh his timeline matches up exactly to how much time you would need to spend in med school um (laughs) so um yeah so josh is kind of immediately like "Mm -mm." for now we'll talk about it um do we have any thoughts on carson or jamie's situations specifically i think Carson just landed in the spot because Jamie was Matthew's person. And he was like, look, if Jamie is one, I don't put all this work into Jamie. I just got to pick somebody else up. And so I got to get this new kid and pick him up. And that was just, that was like perfect what uh, time and place for Carson. It was like the best time and, and the best place for him to go. And where everybody's like, now everybody's telling him everything and he's getting information from all over the place. Whereas with Jamie, she's in a group with two duos who are very tight with each other. So it's really no place for her right there, but she don't know this because they win in everything. So it's like, she ain't gonna find that out until she find it out. And and right now she ain't, she ain't gonna have to find it out. Josh, the lie just got him. They they probably would have made it try, but I don't I don't I think the lie got him, and then there was no way, like you said, anybody was going to pick him up and bring him along. It's just like eh, unless he does well in the challenges and we don't lose, then he's you know. But if we lose, somebody got to go, and we need to keep ourselves strong. So. I just think Carson got the better end of of this deal. Like he got the best. I agree. Yeah, Carson, I think is in the best position on this like kind of swap situation. I think then Jamie's next. Um, I think maybe Jamie, maybe she may be able to like navigate. You know, because Heidi seems very enthusiastic to have her there. Maybe Heidi will work with her. I hope so. I just, I don't know. I hate when things like this happen and the other tribes of steamrolls, but I guess it's like the easier move, so I get it. Um, but I hope Jamie could uh, wiggle her way in there. And then, yeah, Josh has just dig it, dug himself further in now. I mean, him and Carolyn seem to have like a good relationship after this, but who knows if they ever were to go to tribal again, what would happen? And I think he might be the one getting the boot. Let's not discuss that scenario because I would like to not discuss that scenario, Kate. I know that the tribe that I came into this season like rooting for is all of us were like, no one from Tika goes home, right. and now everyone from Tika is gone. Home. Right. Any other thoughts on this, uh, the swap situation, or shall we go to the challenge? Let's go to the challenge. Yeah. Sure. It is a good old swim obstacle jump key balance beam puzzle. This is not too bad. I don't mind. No. And I will say this was a new puzzle for Survivor, I believe. And I was not, I I liked seeing a new puzzle. They each had three puzzles, if I'm not mistaken, or am I wrong? 
Are they all have the same? I think they, no, I think the, they all have the same puzzle, just colored differently. It was uh, the same. It was a manta ray puzzle. It, it was the mm-hmm. same one. I think. I think they yeah. aged out the uh, the turtle puzzle that they used to do all the time in uh, tribal immunities, and then now they phased in this manta ray, which was cute and lovely and whatever. Okay. So we had some struggle bus competitors in this challenge. <sighs> yeah, just a few. not the ones you would expect. And what I'm saying, not the ones we thought was going to be the struggle bus. It was the right. new struggle bus that's it happening was, this time. It was not Carolyn. No. Surprisingly, <laughs> surprisingly <laughs> Carolyn was good here. She was Carolyn. Carolyn grabbed her, she jumped off, grabbed her key, and ran across that balance. I, like, I'm going to be honest. Period. I stood up and cheered when she jumped off and grabbed the key. I was like, yeah. <laughs> No, but we see we see at one point Jam Jam is struggling struggling with the balance beam. You know, mm-hmm. sure. I would also struggle with the balance beam, so I get it. Um, you see Kane, Kane really struggling. And I would say maybe the biggest struggle of them all, Lauren doesn't even cool. get her key. Yeah. Yeah. She jumps, she does not get her key, makes uh Brandon go back, and Brandon then has to do the course twice. Yeah. Which thankfully he didn't end up doing the puzzle, but yeah. that puts uh Rachu back pretty significantly. Um, but Lauren made up for it in that puzzle, yeah, because she was like, I might not be able to grab this key, but I sure could put this dang puzzle together, and that is what she did. She, her, and um. And Carson, Carson, they ripped through that puzzle. It was not even close for anybody. I don't not 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 not, not before. No, yeah. Are we surprised? So no, wins again. no. Um, who was it? Who was it on the puzzle? It was uh, Matt. Matt and, and Franny. Uh, was it Matt and Franny? I don't think so. No, that doesn't no. sound right. Um, no, because well, Jamie sat, sat out, out, I think. Right? No. Oh, no, oh, Jamie there, did. There, there, yeah, it out. was Matt. It was Jamie. Matt and Jamie because there were no. Jamie sat, sat out. Jamie sat out. Wait, no. I think it was Matt and Franny. Yeah, because it because it was Matthew and Jamie that sat out the challenge for their tribes respectively. It was like, oh, Plant Lady and Plant Daddy back together on the sit out bench. Um, yeah. I thought well, it was it Heidi. I thought it was Matt and Heidi. It might be Matt and Heidi. We're going to say it's Matt and Heidi, and if we're wrong, yes. we're wrong. Whatever. Uh, to nobody's surprise, Soka rips through the challenge. Soka wins. Boom, whatever. So Yay. it does end up coming down to, it was um, Sarah and Josh mm-hmm. versus Lauren and Carson. Mm-hmm. And split seconds, split I think, seconds. it was like four or five pieces. Right. It wasn't like yeah. a split second, but it was very, very close. Rachu does pull out the win and sends Tika back to tribal. <sighs> yeah. Well, well, Julie. Well, well Julie. <laughs> it is um, it's, it's starting to become a pattern. It's starting to become what we expect uh-huh. to see. And um, yeah, they get back to camp and it's like, all right, it's gonna be Josh, right? Everybody's like, yeah, we got to make sure it's Josh. But Jam Jam is like, but we got to tell Josh it's you, Carolyn. And Carolyn's like, this is some bull job. I'm sick of this. I'm sick. <laughs> this is some bullshit. I'm sick of y'all always putting it on me. Why can't it be Sarah? Why is it always me? Why right. can't it be you, it's Jam Jam? Why anyway, why, 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 why,
why am I always the fall person? Why don't I ever get a say in this? And right. that is the type of orange shit that I get where I'm like, do not tell me what to do. Do not immediately assume I am 100% with your plan. This is a collaboration. If you are telling me, I'm going to know that I can fuck you off. But like, yeah. <laughs> that because was not the right phrasing, but you know, we got eloquently it. put, Jack. Yes. No, it's I the mean, correct but, phrasing. I mean, but how are you just go keep telling her that she is gonna be the person that's always the name? Like if we collectively working together. Why can't it be somebody else's name and we know we ain't gonna screw each other over? It could be somebody else's name that you tell him because we know we working it like that's annoying to anybody. If we any one of us was in a game and they kept telling it'll be you, but it's not really you. We just doing this. I'm sick of being your pawn. I'm sick of being your fall guy, and I'm sick of you telling me the plan and not including me in it. It's so yeah, like you say, Jack. You tell me this. You just give me a reason to go behind your back and flip this whole thing over and screw you over in the end. And I don't blame Carolyn for being mad. I would have been mad. I'd have been like, yeah. no, I'm not here for this. This is not why she came to Survivor. She didn't come to Survivor to be everybody's fall punching bag and their unfall guy. She didn't come for that. And nobody should want that when they come going to play Survivor or any game. Because if you keep saying my name now, that means I'm in, I'm dispensable for you. You don't play, you don't play up. You're not prioritizing my game. So if my name is always coming out of your mouth to be the fall guy, when something goes wrong, I'm gonna be the one go home. Exactly. So I'm in. I'm dispensable for your game. So I don't need. Yeah, Carolyn had every right to be upset, and I was like, I see you, sis. Get them. Get them. Yeah, I agree. Carolyn have every right to be mad. Like, you know, let's let's use a new decoy name. And you know what? I think Jam Jam at this point should have stepped up and been like, we could do me. Because let's be real, in the challenge, if it wasn't for Jam Jam, they could have won that. They won that. Won that. Um, you know, so it was his fault. And not to see him get anybody, like, even saying his name, kind of shocking to me. Um yeah. Just judging about how people see him in the game, I think uh, Josh would have, you know, tried to target him, but he didn't for whatever reason. But yeah, like making Carolyn feel disposable, like you said, Lana, it, it, I hate feeling that way. So I, I totally understand her frustration. I totally understand her being like, you know what? I'm taking back my power. I'm going to go with Josh and we're going to do what we got to do because I'm here to play my game and not anyone else's game. Because, you know, and it's a good thing that she did do that because, like, he did have an idol. And if he played it, then who would have went home? Carolyn. So. Exactly. Exactly. It was just, it was just, I think for me, this was one of, I, I enjoyed watching this breakdown happen. And sure, I hate it because I, I really like everybody. Well, almost everybody on Tika. And so it was kind of like, hmm. Eventually, I knew somebody was gonna have to. They were gonna have to, you know, feed eat, eat each other. But it's like the way it went down. I just I enjoyed watching Carolyn be like, like you said, Robert. I'm taking my power back. I'm not gonna allow you to just tell me what to do and just think I'm supposed to go along with it. 
And when she got that trust with Josh and they had that conversation about Josh showing her his idol, like, hey, I got this. I think that just cemented in her mind, like, look, this man is willing to play this game for real with me. I thought Jam Jam was going to play with me, but he constantly put my name out there. So maybe it's and time. And Josh to- didn't tell her what to do. Josh said, well, what are we going to do? We going to do, right. right. You know? This is where I said, I said a couple episodes ago, Josh, I think, is really going to step into his own at some point. And even though he's still delusional about, uh, delusional about <laughs> thinking he had a good spot at Soka, he's really <laughs> taking <laughs> this experience and this, um, where he's at, this positioning in the game and is really capitalizing on it. And Jam Jam is really not, because then we go to Tribal. And... <laughs> Jam Jam is talking about, he's trying to placate Josh in this scenario, which I don't necessarily know why you would if you were Jam Jam, but whatever. He's like, um, oh, um, something about like a kid, like he's not playing with someone and refers to that Mm -hmm. person as she. Mm -hmm. Now. I don't want to play with her anymore. Like, what? And Carolyn immediately goes, Why would you even say that? Why would you say her? I'm like, I would have just said them. Just say them. You don't know who. This is why knowing they, them pronouns. Uh Thank you. This is why Uh finally knowing your they, them pronouns will come in handy. Because (laughs) if you would have just said, and I don't want to play with them anymore, it could have been anybody. It could be anybody. Do we think this was a faster head spin than Michaela when she got voted out of... Yeah, and she um, looked at Jay. (laughs) Millennial versus Janet. Which one do we think was faster? Because I'm going to say Carolyn. (laughs) Carolyn's just like... I can't tell. I think Carolyn was more... Like, Michaela was very much like, what? Carolyn was like, hmm. Okay. And then... Then. And then. then... At the end, before they're about to vote, Jam Jam is like, well, to like who to whoever we're voting out, bye Felicia. And without missing a beat, Carolyn goes, Well, I'm Felicia. <laughs> without missing a beat. No, when Jeff was like, Who's Felicia? And Carolyn was like, I'm Felicia. Felicia. I was like, Oh, like what I don't know what Jam Jam was thinking in that moment why he, he thought that was a good move and a good thing to say and do right there because like if he would at least gave Carolyn a little bit more reassurance while she was sitting right there she might have stayed with them but uh, I maybe in Jam Jam's mind he was like playing but sometimes you gotta read the room you got Sometimes you can't push it too much, you know? It yeah. was already going to be a done deal, and you just had to push it further than it had to be. The knife was already there. He just twisted it and twisted mm-hmm. it and twisted it one more time. The, the playground comment went boom. Yeah. And then the Felicia comment went boom. <laughs> she just kept twisting, like, oh, okay. Boom, was- and an extra knife was shoved in. For right. Fun. And then put the extra knife in the back. Like, yeah. But then no. Carolyn said, no, take this knife out of me. Boom, Sarah. <laughs> Bye, Sarah. Now, 
Uh, really quick. Can can we talk about the origin of Felicia here and why it is in a really awkward sense, like probably one of the worst things that could have been brought up? I mean, it was from the movie Friday. It was. It was from the movie Friday and Felicia was a crackhead in the movie. And that's what they used to say by Felicia. That was just the movie. Now, knowing that Carolyn is a recovering addict, maybe you don't want to call her a crackhead from a movie. But in the defense of everybody who watched it, and I'm sure probably Carolyn probably didn't even realize where that came from. Because let's be honest, black cinema is not everybody don't watch black movies and black cinema. Jeff obviously never seen Friday because he's like, who's Felicia? And so, you know, I I just, I I get why I don't want to say why people should do the little research before they go around just quoting stuff and calling people Felicia's when they, especially when the person is a recovering addict and has gone through the tree. But I don't think it was meant in a malicious way. It was just something funny to say in the moment because we all say it. Everybody, I, I, I think. Yeah, they, I think it just become like an everyday kind of vernacular. Like, bye, Felicia. Bye, bye Felicia. Like, bye, girl. Yeah, bye, like, girl. I didn't bye. even know that's the origin. I truly did not. I'm, like, that's a lot, a lot of I'm in the exact same place. On this day. <laughs> a lot of people. I know it, Lana. I educated myself. Period. So. I mean, but a lot of people didn't. If you have never seen yeah. Friday, I've never seen. And it. young, uh, a which lot of people, you should, which should. everybody should see Friday because Friday is freaking hilarious. If you've yeah. never seen Friday, it's one of Ice Cube's most funniest movies. But yeah, it was crazy, and like a lot of people, young, a younger, the younger generation don't know Friday. A lot of people don't yeah. know Friday, and so they don't understand. Jeff obviously has never seen Friday. So, yeah, I get it, but, like, I don't think it was malicious. See, oh, I it think, definitely wasn't malicious. See, I think Carolyn does know the reference. She might saw, know the reference. Because if you look, you saw her face just completely change when Jam Jam said that. And she's like, I'm Felicia. But I, don't, like, think it, she, I don't think she was taking it as yeah, I don't think the so. crackhead from the movie. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't think she was taking it as, oh, he's calling me a crackhead. Mm-hmm. He's just saying, she probably took it as, oh, he's saying bye. Bye, yeah. Felicia. I'm Felicia. Yeah. Probably. So I'm the one he's saying bye to. So I don't think he, she felt, I, even if she knew the reference, I don't think she knew the reference to the point where she knew that Felicia was the crackhead and he mm-hmm. obviously is calling me a crackhead right now. Because I don't even think that's what Jam Jam was trying to do. Mm-hmm. It's just, Look, Jam Jam is part of the gay community, and we all know gay men love to do quotes from sassy black women, and we love doing some bye, Felicia, bye, boy, bye. And so Jam Jam picked up a pop culture reference by Felicia, and he just said bye, Felicia. I don't think it was the crackhead of it all. It was the sassy of it all. (laughs) It's, It's just the horribly horribly awkward double implication of oh uh yeah you didn't know this is what it was but you just called the recovering crack addict the crack crackhead mm-hmm. anyway um, anyway we didn't even talk about what led to sarah's elimination so josh plays his idol for himself 
as it you should. Two, it is a two-two vote, and Sarah goes home, meaning that for the first time. I, I don't care about Sarah. Um, for the first <laughs> time, eh, she was eh, whatever. For the first time in forty-four seasons of Survivor, we have an all queer tribe. Oh. Yay! Mm-hmm. Period. For better or for worse, <laughs> this is the first time we have an all queer tribe on Survivor that we know of. That we know of. That right. we have confirmation for sure. All of these people are part of mm-hmm. the rainbow. Mm-hmm. They may mm-hmm. not like each other, as we saw in the preview, but they are all under the rainbow together. So for that, <laughs> please let them all survive next week, please. I want all three of them to bring their chaos into Mergatory. <laughs> oh, yeah. Uh, also, Sarah just walks out with the inheritance advantage, which makes it now four for four on inherit slash steal advantage thing being burned Bailing. and not working. Which <laughs> take the fucking hint. Please. They won't. They won't. It'll be bad for 45 and 46, and this time it'll be also an idol. I mean, but which is crazy. Which is crazy, though, because if we, if she wasn't, if Jam Jam was the vote, she would have got an idol. Yeah. Uh, Well, had she played it? Well, Josh played it. She inherited. No. No, she she inherited. no, no, no. She inherits any idol that or any adventure. She has to play it. The inheritance thing. She has to play it in the voting booth. In the voting thing. Yeah. That's the that's the that's, that's the, the caveat of it. Of that's the, twi- so that's the caveat of the twist. Okay, then let me take this back. I hate that twist. That's so stupid. Oh, oh I yes. love I love that she has to play idol it. that night. I hate yeah, it. Yeah, I love that she has to play it because then what if she gets it completely wrong? Right. Yeah, like, yeah. It's not as it's not a, yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, I get it. <laughs> <Don't mind>. Anyway, <laughs> anyway, we will be back next week with what will probably be a very, very chaotic journey um, <laughs> on Survivor 44 and just as chaotic of a podcast episode because when you put the four of us together, it's just chaos. Yeah. <laughs> Look, mess, hot mess. <laughs> But fun mess all the same. And to that I say, bye Felicia. No, I'm kidding. Uh, <laughs> bye Felicia. No. Fo- subscribe, hit the bell, follow all of us, get some merch, all of that. Yes. Okay, now bye Felicia. Bye Felicia. Bye Felicia. Bye Felicia. Bye. Boy, bye. Girl, bye. Bye Felicia. They them bye. Okay, uh, all y'all bye.